0: Hey, BSN listeners, as we do a lot on the BSN Nuggets podcast, got to start off with telling you guys about Strava Craft Coffee. Strava Craft Coffee is a game changing coffee. It's the CBD enriched coffee that has really changed lives. Their reviews are incredible, so make sure you check them out. This CBD infused coffee has taken away everything from long term migraines to back pain and arthritis, IBS. It has helped to decrease anxiety you name it. CBD is all natural and not psychoactive. The coffee is also just flat out rich and tasty. And we couldn't recommend it anymore to our listeners. Check it out for yourself today, and you can receive 20% off when you use the code BSN2019 at checkout, and you'll get it shipped straight to your door. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into the BSN Nuggets Podcast. Harrison Wind here on a Wednesday. As always, we're presented by the good folks over at the Green Solution. You guys visit any one of their 17 Colorado locations or browse their entire inventory online at mygreensolution.com reserve products online and pick up at your local TGS Express checkout. You'll be in and out in minutes. And if you use code BSN20, you can get 20% off your entire purchase. Fun show plan for today. I'm going to get into why I think the Nuggets can win the Western Conference. A lot of factors go into it. Some you've heard me talk about before, some you haven't. But that's what I'm going to do on today's show. Run down a list of reasons why I think Denver can and really might possibly win the West. I'm going to wait a bit to throw out a final prediction. I'm going to wait until we get a little closer to the beginning of the season, to get closer to the training camp, to give an official prediction, an official win total, and where I think Denver will finish in the West. If you guys remember last year, I had Denver pegged at 50 wins in the fourth seed. Obviously, they exceeded those expectations. So I'll tease a bit of What my prediction will be on today's show, but I'll wait to give an official one for another month or two. But that's what I'll get to in a moment. A couple housekeeping things of note. If you guys didn't check out Tuesday's show with BSN Denver's Andre Simone, definitely recommend it. One of my favorites that I've done in a while. And I like having him on as well. I like the perspective he gives. But we pretty much broke down the small forward position. Really, the burning question that a lot of people have about this team heading into training camp, and you know I think the starter is probably going to be Will Barton at least on opening night, but it deserves a discussion. And we talked about Torrey Craig and Wancho and Malik Beasley, Michael Porter Jr., Jeremy Grant, who could play some minutes at the three from a defensive standpoint. I think so. We broke down all those guys' as games, why it might make sense to start a couple of them alongside Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Paul Millsap, Nicole Jokic why it doesn't make sense to start a couple of them, and also predictions on who we think will be the starting small forward. I think it's going to be Will Barton. You guys know that from listening to this show, and uh, that's what I said on Tuesday's edition. I'd recommend it. I think it's a good listen. Uh, Tell me what you guys think as well. Also, if you haven't seen, if you haven't heard, if you haven't subscribed, The Denver Sports Show, it's a new podcast on the BSN Denver Podcast Network featuring yours truly, Ryan Koningsberg, who covers the Broncos for us, Drew Creaseman, who covers the Rockies for us, AJ Hayfley, who covers the Avalanche for us, and Ali Monroy, who is the head of our video department. We talk about a lot of different topics every week. We dabble in all the different sports. We try to debate who won the week in each of our four different sports. I championed for Nikola Jokic this week. Why? Well, you've got to listen to the podcast to find out, but it's a fun show We talk about sports, we talk about stuff outside of sports, talk about Denver, the city, the culture, the lifestyle. We'll get into more of that as we continue to record the show over the rest of the summer and really hopefully for as long as we can. So I'd recommend it. I think it's a good, fun listen. It doesn't dive super deep into Rockies, Avalanche, Broncos. So for you guys who are sports fans like me, follow Denver sports, but really are only embedded in the Nuggets, I think it's a good listen. you kind of get a high level view of the Broncos, the Rockies, and the Avalanche as well. So check it out on bsndenver.com. It's on iTunes. It's on Stitcher. It should be on Spotify. Uh, let me know if it's not, but it should be on all of your favorite podcast listening platforms, the Denver sports podcast. All right. So why do I think the Nuggets can win the Western Conference? It boils down to a lot of different reasons. I'm going to start with one that you've heard me talk about before, but I'll get into maybe a couple different aspects that I haven't touched on yet. It's the familiarity. It's the continuity that Nuggets will have, which a lot of other teams in the Western Conference won't have during the regular season. And you look at the top of the West, the Clippers, the Lakers, the Nuggets, the Jazz, the Rockets, whatever you order you want to put them in. I think that's your top five. I I think that's the... You you can separate those guys into maybe one or two tiers or maybe one, two, or three tiers. But I feel like that's your top five in the Western Conference heading into next season. And a team I do think people are sleeping on a bit is the Warriors. they still got Curry. they still got Draymond. I don't know how complacent they're going to be in the regular season coming off five straight finals appearances. And they've got D'Angelo Russell to work in. So you can kind of group them into this large section of teams that won't have the continuity that the Nuggets have. But John Schulman, NBA.com, put out a table, and like John Schulman is the go to guy for a lot of NBA tracking data, and, and he's just got a lot of great stats that he rolls out throughout the year. But he put out pretty much his continuity rankings. Uh, this was a couple of weeks ago. Denver, of course, number one. The Nuggets are returning 92% of their minutes next season. They're only losing a grand total of 240 minutes from last year. It's 1% of their minutes gone. It's by far the least in the league. The Nuggets are losing 1% of their minutes from last year. The Magic are second at 9%. The Spurs are third at 10%. So the Nuggets by far and away have the most continuity in the league, Returning 92% of their minutes. That's just a crazy number. And while Russell Westbrook and James Harden are learning how to play with one another throughout training camp and in the first couple months of the season while Mike Conley is getting acclimated to Utah, and Bogdan Bogdanovich is there too, and they've got to get him into their system. I don't think the Utah guys are as tough a fit or as tough a duo to integrate as it is to integrate Russell Westbrook, uh, but still, there's going to be a process there, as there will be in L.A., none of those guys have ever played together. It's just like Contavious Caldwell Pope, who's the lone holdover from that Lakers team of last year. LeBron James is obviously there last year as well, but those are like the two lone holdovers. Anthony Davis, Danny Green, DeMarcus Cousins. There's going to be a learning process there. There are going to be some growing pains there. And then with the Clippers, a lot of new pieces there too, although they have some continuity they can fall back on, especially with that bench unit. But Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Patrick Beverly, those guys have never played together before. So like they did last season, I think the Nuggets are going to get off to a good start, really regardless of what the schedule is. And I would even say it might be to Denver's benefit if they have a front-loaded schedule. They've had a back-loaded schedule these last couple years, a pretty easy slate right out of the gate, and then a really tough stretch over the final couple weeks of the season where you're playing a lot of division opponents and so on and so forth. But if Denver has a front-loaded schedule this year, which I think they should maybe hope for, maybe they draw a Houston early in the season. Maybe they draw a Clippers and get a game up on them early on, which could factor into a tiebreaker later in the year. But the Nuggets are going to roll into training camp like they did last year when they got off to that 9-1 start. They already know their plays. They already know their sets. They already know what their offense looks like. Everybody knows their role. They know who's starting. They know who's going to be in their bench rotation most likely, although there could be a few position battles up for grabs. Michael Porter Jr. really could be the only one guy they'd have to integrate, but that's a real small first world problem compared to integrating Russell Westbrook alongside James Harden or everybody in LA. The Nuggets are a team that probably just can't wait to get this season going and they'll be sitting in training camp, running their stuff and man, we look really good. We look like we've been playing together for years. Well, they have been. So I think that's a advantage Denver really has in, in their back pocket, especially when you're looking at these other teams in the Western Conference. And I do believe that a strong start like it did last year can really get Denver out in front, allow them to set the pace in the West and really help carry them or potentially carry them to the top seed in the West at the end of the regular season. Moving on, another reason why I think the Nuggets can win the West, it's just their talent. Top to bottom, I think the Nuggets are the most talented team in the league. Like 1 through 12, or or 1 through 11, right? You know the five starters most likely, or who I think are going to be the five starters. Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, Will Barton, Paul Millsap, and Nikola Jokic. Off the bench, Malik Beasley, Torrey Craig, Jeremy Grant, Monte Morris, Mason Plumlee. I don't think there's a better nine than that in the league. And then behind that, Michael Porter Jr., Wancho, Jared Vanderbilt, if they really needed to call upon him, I think he could be fine. But just top to bottom, that talent, I think, could ultimately win out. And something that goes hand in hand with that overall talent is the depth. And in the regular season, you need depth. I will admit, depth is not as important in the playoffs when your stars are playing heavy minutes and when sometimes just your top-end talent wins out. But we're talking regular season here. And the regular season, depth is crucial. The Nuggets did not have the depth that they had last year. They could have been you know, the 5 or the 6 seed or the seventh seed in the West. Because of their depth, because Malik Beasley was ready to contribute, because Monte Morris was ready to step in when need be, because Torrey Craig really helped the Nuggets overcome that Will Barton injury, they were able to overcome just all those injuries they had to Gary Harris and Barton and Paul Millsap at times, Jamal Murray at times. So that depth is going to be huge. Jeremy Grant, that acquisition, it's going to be one of the lesser talked about acquisitions of the summer, but I have a feeling we're going to look back on it in January and February when the Nuggets are going to be able to play Paul Millsap like 23 minutes a game or something like that, 24 minutes a game, rest him here and there on back to backs. And they're going to have Jeremy Grant there, who I don't think is going to let Denver miss a beat. Like Paul Millsap, you can make the case, I believe, that he's Denver's second most valuable player. He certainly might have been last year. I think he was, just for his contributions on the defensive end of the floor. Jeremy Grant, I'm not sure if he's going to bring the same team defensive acumen, awareness that Paul Millsap is going to bring, but he's still a very above average defender for his position. And he can do some things that Millsap can't. Like He can stay with those James Hardens of the world better, or he can really stay with those guys where Paul Millsap really struggles with those quicker guards. So I think he's going to really help Denver in that regard and allow them to really manage Paul Millsap's minutes. Before we move on, quick word from our friends over at Breck Brewing. It's time to take a second and acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of BS in Denver. Breckenridge is the original Colorado beer established in 1990 in Breckenridge, Colorado. You guys have probably heard about their delicious vanilla porter, their oatmeal stout, most people's personal favorite, which you've probably had time and time again at any bar in Denver, the world famous Avalanche, their classic American Amber Ale. But they just released a new beer called Strawberry Sky that you guys are going to love. I can confirm it's great. For you beer enthusiasts out there, they're calling this a light-hearted cold shale. But for all those who don't know what that means, this is a light, delicious summer beer that you've been looking for. So look for Strawberry Sky at your local liquor store or any other Breckenridge beer. And make sure you also look out for the Breckenridge event calendar on bsndenver.com, where you can find information for the BSN Denver Bar Crawl that we are hosting with Breck Brewing this Friday, the 26th beginning at 7.30 at Blake Street Tavern. We're going to go to the sports column and then finishing up at Ice House. Make sure you guys come out. A lot of the BS in Denver writers will be there. We talk sports, catch up. Should be a great time. So make sure to check out Breck Brewing, also the BS in Denver Bar Crawl. And on that calendar, you'll be able to see all the events that we have planned. And of course, we'll be drinking Breck beers at all of them. So RSVP, and have a good time. With that, let's hit a break real quick on the other side. More reasons why I think Denver can win the Western Conference this upcoming season. We'll be right back.
1: If you're living in Colorado and you are craving some good old Southern barbecue, be sure to give Moe's Original Barbecue a try. My favorite thing about Moe's Original Barbecue is we are a Southern soul food revival. We make everything from scratch daily, house-made smoked meats,
0: cater to all needs, a family-friendly atmosphere. We have Colorado beers on tap, all the games on the TVs. It will blow your mind with amazing barbecue. Back here on the BSN Nuggets podcast, Wednesday edition of the program. Harrison Wind here. As always, we are presented, of course, by The Green Solution. Make sure you guys visit mygreensolution.com. Use code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. Moving on. Another reason why I think Denver can win the West I think the Nuggets would really go hard for the number one seed while other contenders in the West may not. If you remember last year, I don't think the Warriors really made it a priority to get the number one seed. Like I think they were fine with it, but they really prioritized health and making sure all those guys were right heading into the playoffs. The Nuggets wanted it last year. They ultimately came up short, but this year, I think they'll go for it again If the opportunity presents itself, like Denver will obviously prioritize rest and like they did last year, they'll probably rest their guys a little bit down the stretch. Uh, But other teams will probably be doing that as well. And I just think if that opportunity is there for the taking, the Nuggets will look to pounce on it. I do like the Clippers as the best team in the West. If I'm picking a team right now as just an observer of the West and of the league, To represent the Western Conference in the NBA Finals, I'm picking the Clippers. But that doesn't mean I think they're going to be the number one seed in the West at the end of the regular season. Like It's easy to forget that Kawhi Leonard missed a lot of games last year. It's easy to forget that load management and Kawhi Leonard really went hand-in-hand more than a lot of other players in the league last year. He had a great year with Toronto, great regular season. Obviously, uh, they got the championship and whatnot, but people forget how much time he missed in the regular season. I think that's also a credit to the really good cast that Toronto Raptors and Masai Ujiri surrounded him with. But if you look at Kawhi Leonard's numbers from last year with Toronto, he played in 60 games. Played in 60 out of 82 games. Averaged 34 minutes a game. So a nice average there, but only 60 games. And that proved to be obviously the right call because He did suffer through some injuries, and at times he did not look 100% right in the playoffs. But, I mean, obviously he was great when it mattered most. Game-winning shots, great performances in the finals. So the load management that the Raptors put him through throughout the regular season obviously helped. And you wonder if the Clippers will take a similar approach with Kawhi. I have to imagine that that was something they talked about in their free agent meeting. Will he be load managed like he was? in Toronto, will he play around 60 games? How many minutes per game? Around how many games do they plan on playing him? I'm sure that was a point of emphasis in that meeting. And you've got him, who I'm sure won't play more than 70 games. I mean, maybe he just comes back and plays 82. But if I had to make an educated guess, i say he plays closer to the 60 or 65 mark than the 82 mark. And then Paul George, who quietly has undergone two shoulder surgeries, one on his right, one on his left, recently, couldn't miss to start a training camp. So you wonder how cautious the Clippers are going to be with him. And I'm sure the Clippers, or, or they really should do this, and I'm sure they will, but they should obviously prioritize being healthy for the playoffs over chasing the one seed. And you really have to wonder how cautious they're going to be with both Kawhi and Paul George. I think you can say the same thing about the Lakers, LeBron missed time for really the first time in his career last season. I'm sure some of that had to do with the load he had to carry throughout the regular season and the stress that just put on his body. Really stressed that. I don't think he's felt to that extent. He's been on some teams that don't have a big supporting cast, but at this point in his career, at his age, I have to think that just the load he had to carry put some stress on some unneeded stress on that body and could have contributed to that injury that he had, which ultimately doomed their season. Anthony Davis, he's always knocked up a bit throughout the year. He's played more games, actually, than you think he has over the course of the last few years. He hasn't had those devastating injuries that make him miss 30, 40 games in a year. But he's going to get knocked up from time to time. He'll miss a couple games here with an ankle, a couple games here with a knee and the last thing the Lakers are going to want to do next season is run him aground in the regular season. Played 56 games last year, but a lot of that was because of him sitting out, really, for most of the second half of the season, post-trade deadline after he demanded that trade. Played 75 games in 2018, 75 games in 2017. So he's more durable than I think he gets credit for. He has a lot of bumps and bruises that he'll pick up throughout the season, ankle sprains here and there. But the Lakers will surely be cautious with him, as I think they will be with LeBron as well. And the Nuggets wall, I believe they'll rest guys when appropriate. like They'll give Millsap days off here and there, I'm sure. Maybe if Gary Harris is like redlining, they can give him a night off here and there. Everybody else should be good to go. But Denver's depth, I think, will help out here as well. And even if you rest a Gary Harris or a Paul Millsap, you're going to have capable guys backing them up who really won't let Denver miss a beat. Moving on, another reason why I think the Nuggets will win the West, Nikola Jokic, and what he did over the second half of last season, really what he did over most of the year, and especially into the playoffs, the consistency that he showed on a nightly basis, his willingness to take over games, a willingness that we haven't always seen in the past. It's a big reason why I think Denver has a great chance to win the West this season, Nikola Jokic's performance in the playoffs last year, where he was the best player on the floor really for most of those 14 games, if not all of them, I wonder if we look back at that as a transcendent moment in his career. And I wonder if something clicked in his head where he was like, all right, like this is what the playoffs are all about. This is the type of focus, the type of aggressiveness, the type of determination I have to play with every night in this kind of setting. And obviously, he can't be that guy every night in the regular season. Nobody can. Like He averaged, what, 26, 13, and nine, eight and a half assists maybe in the playoffs last year because he was playing a ton of minutes, right? Up near 40 minutes a game. He can't post those numbers during the regular season because, A, he won't be playing those minutes. If he played those minutes, it would catch up to him in a hurry. He'd be dead by the all-star break. But I do wonder if he comes into next season with a determination of, all right, if my team really needs me, like I got to be the guy. And he found that at the end of the 2017-18 season. There's a classic story that is one of the defining moments of this era of Nuggets basketball where Paul Millsap came back from his wrist injury and Nicole Jokic in those first couple games seemed like he was deferring to him, trying to get Millsap easy buckets and whatnot. and, And Paul took him aside and pretty much said, "Like you are the Denver Nuggets, Nicola. You are our system. We go as you go. Don't worry about me. I will play off of you. And then I think Nicola Jokic responded with what up until this year and late this year was his best basketball of his career. And obviously I think he took it to another level in the playoffs on a bigger stage with more pressure and whatnot. Um, but I think that was a big moment in 2017-18 where he definitely recognized that, and I do wonder if what he did in the playoffs translates to next season, where he is just wanting to put the nuggets on his back at times, and he did that a lot last year. Don't get me wrong, he did that a lot last year, but I just wonder if that maybe opens his eyes a little bit, and he takes it upon himself to say when we really need a bucket, it's going to be me, and I'm okay with that, and I want that pressure. So we'll see. I think he might. Let's hit another break real quick. Couple things I want to wrap up with on the other side. We'll be right back.
1: Piper Electric has been a part of the Denver community for over 35 years.
0: BSN Nuggets podcast. We are presented, of course, as always, by The Green Solution. Guys, visit MyGreenSolution.com and use code BSN20 for 20% off your entire purchase. I want to remind you all, if you're not subscribed to BSN Denver, we got a couple cool specials going on right now. We've got a special for Broncos Training Camp going on right now, which gets you 60% off a subscription. Right now, you can get a membership to BSN Denver for only $2.91 a month. You obviously get the Nuggets content along with the Broncos, the Avalanche, the Rockies content as well. You also get a free t-shirt from bsndenver.com, Rockies, Avalanche, Nuggets, Broncos shirts on there. Also, a new feature we've got on bsndenver.com, all of our written content is in audio form. So if you don't want to read the story, if you're driving, you don't have time to read it, you can listen to it. Maybe it's read by me. Maybe it's read by one of our other BSN Denver writers. But a cool feature that fans seem to really like. And of course, remember to subscribe to this podcast, the BS Nuggets podcast. If you have a second, drop me a quick five-star review on iTunes. Really appreciate it more than you know. And also check out the Denver Sports Podcast with me, Ryan Koningsberg, who covers the Broncos for us, Drew Kreisman, who covers the Rockies for us, AJ Haefeli, who covers the Avalanche for us, and Ali Monroy, who heads our video department, talking about every sport in Denver. Some things that don't have to do with sports as well, but it's a fun show. People seem to be liking it. We've got two episodes out now. You can find it on iTunes, on Stitcher, really wherever you get your podcasts from. I believe Spotify as well, the Denver Sports Podcast. I want to close here with a couple questions that will be included in my mailbag posting later this week on bsendeavor.com, but I want to give some quick thoughts on them here. I'll probably expand a little uh, in the mailbag, but Connor Ducey, Writes me in, wind at bsndenver.com. If you guys ever have questions for the show, hit me there. Do you think there's a realistic path for Wancho to break into a healthy rotation, or do you think it would only happen due to injuries? Most likely injuries. Um, It's tough for Wancho. Like I think he'll come back healthier next season. He had the off-season surgery for the core muscle injury that I think hurt him last year. I don't know how much it hurt him, but... I can say it definitely did hinder him a little bit. Like he's obviously behind Will Barton on the depth chart at small forward. He's obviously behind Tory Craig at the depth chart at small forward as well. At the four, he's behind Paul Millsap and he's behind Jeremy Grant. And then you don't know about Michael Porter Jr. Michael Malone told me he'd be surprised if he's not in the rotation at the start of the season. And so that's another guy Wancho could be behind as well. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm a big Wancho guy. You guys know that. I love his skill set. love his basketball IQ. love how he fits with the Nuggets and Jokic. But the path to playing time, it's tough to see at this current moment. Maybe another move could happen. We never know. The Nuggets could bring this group to training camp. The impression I've got is they're comfortable doing that. But another move could be coming that I could forget minutes for him. But right now, it's tough to see him cracking the rotation on a night-in, night-out basis unless it's because of an injury. And if there is an injury, I think he'll be more than capable of stepping in and really just adding to Denver's rotation. Because in theory, he's one of the best shooters on the Nuggets roster. I think the best shooter on the Nuggets roster title could go to a number of players. Malik Beasley, Monte Morris, based on what he did last year, Gary Harris, Juancho. I think he's in that discussion based on What you watch at the end of the practice is Michael Porter Jr. could be in that discussion. So he's a really high caliber shooter. I think he's an elite catch and shoot guy, will be one in the league for a bit. But a path to consistent minutes in the Nuggets rotation without injuries, a little tough to see right now. Another question I got this one comes from Jordan Scott on Twitter. Do the Nuggets have any likely lineups that you foresee being a negative net rating lineup? I think the starting lineup's gonna be great. Like one of the best starting lineups in the league with Murray, Harris, Barton, Milsap Jokic. All those guys fit so well together. Will Barton fits in that starting lineup really well with those guys. And obviously we saw last year the chemistry that Jamal Murray and Gary Harris have on the floor together with Nikola Jokic. It's tough to have bad chemistry with Jokic out there. I think those four along with Jeremy Grant in for Millsap, if you're going with uh Murray-Harris, Barton, Grant, Jokic lineup, which could probably close a lot of games for Denver. That lineup, I would project to have a really high, really efficient net rating as well. The bench was really good at the beginning of the season last year and then kind of teetered off, but I do think Jeremy Grant helps that. I think another year in the league, another summer of growth for Malik Beasley, Monte Morris will help that as well. The combinations I'm a little wary of Like I think Jeremy Grant and Paul Millsap, if they play together, it could produce a positive net rating, but that's probably the clunkiest fit of all those front court guys. And then the bench could suffer a little bit just from integrating Porter and that could lead to maybe a negative net rating. So if I had to say like one lineup, it'd be, you know, your most bench heavy lineup where you've got say a Porter, a Jeremy Grant, a Millsap, like a Beasley and a Morris. like I still like that lineup. I still think it could be decent, but Porter's a rookie and he'll struggle at times for sure. Even though he's gotten rave reviews, all rookies struggle at times. So if you're looking for maybe a potential net rating negative lineup, maybe something with Porter and that bench unit. That's what I would speculate as of now. I think that's all the time I got for today, guys. Let me know what you think. Hit me up on my email, windatbsndenver.com. If you're a subscriber to BSN Denver, give me your questions, your comments, your takes about this show in the comment section on bsndenver.com where this podcast is posted. I'll give you a shout out at the beginning of Thursday's show if you do. So all the time I got for today. I'll be back tomorrow. Talk to you guys then.